could have a seat. Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, and all of you who are gathered here today from McHenry and Wonder Lake and Woodstock and Crystal Lake and Johnsburg and Richmond and Hebron and Marengo, for those of you who are gathered here today from Lakemore and Volo, for those of you here today from Bull Valley, Algonquin, and Lake in the Hills. For those of you who are listening here today from Wisconsin and Indiana, from Iowa and Nebraska, from Kansas and Ohio, from Michigan, from Florida, from Arizona, from Arkansas and Texas, for those of you gathered today in Uganda, in Kenya, in Zambia, in South Africa, for those of you listening today from Hong Kong and South Korea, from Egypt, for those of you who are gathered with us today, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I have to say. These people are not just hopped up for its own sake and they haven't been drinking. I mean, come on, it's 10.15 in the morning. It is too early for either of those options. No. No, this is what was said through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And listen to this, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of the new Israel, both Jew and Gentile alike, listen to this. This man, Jesus of Nazareth, was accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs. And God handed this man over to you by his set purpose and foreknowledge and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death, nailing him to a cross. And no, you may not have been there, and no, your hand may not have held the hammer, but you might as well. Because it's the sin of your heart, the condition of your soul, 
The lack of allegiance and fealty and loyalty to this man, Jesus, whom God has called the Christ. That put him there. It might as well have been your hand on the hammer or your hand on the whip. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said this about him. I saw Yahweh always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope. Because you will not abandon me to the grave. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. David said this about him. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. Be most assured, David, our patriarch, our father, David is dead and buried. And his tomb is under a pile of rock in Jerusalem to this day. But this man was a prophet. And he knew that God had promised him on oath to place one of his descendants on his throne. And speaking of things to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ. Seeing things to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ who was not abandoned to the grave, whose body did not see decay. God raised this man, Jesus, to life. And we are witnesses of that fact. And exalted to the right hand of God, he received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and is now pouring out what you see, what you hear, even in this room, to this very day. David said this, Yahweh said to my Lord, sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for my feet. Brothers and sisters of the new Israel, Jew and Gentile alike, hear this. This man, Jesus, whom you crucified, God made both Lord and Christ. And the scriptures say that when the people heard this, when they witnessed this, this wind come from heaven, when they heard this rumble of sound, when they saw the fire manifest, and when they saw and heard these, these apostles and followers of Jesus speaking in languages that they did not know, but that they could understand. And when Peter stood up with the leaven and raised his voice and declared to the people, 
and declared to the people that they had killed this one that God had made both Lord and Christ, it says they were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. And here's the question. What do we do? What do we do? Because when you stand face to face with the living God and become fully aware of the contribution that you have played to crucifying his Lord and Christ, what do you do? What do you do when you stand before a holy God and you realize he is holy and we are not? That, Lord, you are holy and I am not. What do you do? Do you run? Do you avoid? Do you bargain? Do you deny it? It's all a fairy tale anyway. What is it you do in those moments when you are cut to the heart? before the stirring and the moving of the Spirit of God? What do you do when you realize that even though it wasn't your hand on the hammer or your hand on the whip, Jesus had to go to the way of death by God's set purpose and foreknowledge for you? What do you do? And they cried out, Those 50 days after Easter, brothers, brothers, what do we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. What do you do? You repent. You stop running from God, but you turn to him. You stop justifying yourself before God and you admit your sinfulness before him. You stop buffering yourself before the presence of the living God and you throw yourself on his mercy saying, Lord, I am a sinner and I am unclean. You say, oh God, forgive me because I know what I am. I know what I've become. I know what I've done. You repent. You repent because God is gracious and just. And all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. That God finds no delight in your condemnation. That God is not out to get you but to rescue you from the very fires of hell and the very darkness of who you are. And says, come to me, turn to me. What do you do? You repent. 
You repent and be baptized. You immerse yourself in God. You immerse yourself in the name of Jesus the Christ. You come to the water and say, my life in his, and plunge yourself. Even those among you who have been baptized, you say, I renew myself and declare myself today again to be in him. And God's promise to you is the forgiveness of all of your sins, of all of your sins, all of your sins. What are your sins? What is it? that makes you unclean. What's wrong with you today? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Peter said to those people, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, forgiveness. Don't, don't you hunger for forgiveness? Oh, those times of shame and regret when you're broken, when you have done things. Oh, to be able to fantasize and dream that maybe, just maybe, I can be forgiven. That they might say, I forgive you. I hold it no more against you. That the past is washed away. That it is made new. That God says, I forgive you. Come to me. Oh, some of you here know full well that hunger and thirst in the soul of what I mean. Peter said this to people who stood idly by as Jesus was nailed to a cross. Peter said this to people who might even had a hand in shouting, crucify him. Peter says this today to people who stand idly by, ignoring what God is doing and the sacrifice that he made. God is even saying this to you today. Who, if you were there 2,000 years ago, would have put him there on that tree. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's free, it's a gift. God will give it to you. God will give his very spirit, his very essence. Dare I say, his soul. He will give it to you. He will pour it out on you. You will see wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. God will do things and God will give you his spirit, his presence, making you a very temple as he resides within you, in your heart, in your soul. God will give you that gift. Oh, to have God's spirit poured out. Oh, that men and women would prophesy again. Oh, that young men would see visions. Oh, that old men would dream dreams. That even the servants and the lowliest of you, men and women alike, would receive the spirit of God. Would receive the spirit of God. Repent and be baptized and receive this gift that God is given freely. He is giving it freely. He has been giving it every day. Since that first Pentecost 2,000 years ago, he offers it to you today if you will receive it. If you will repent 
and be baptized in his name for you and for your children and for those of you who are the furthest off. Whether you're joining with us from 8,000 miles away or here in these very chairs, but your soul is 8,000 miles away from God. Oh, for all whom the Lord will call and the Lord is calling you. The Lord is calling you today. And it says that with many other words, Peter pleaded and reasoned with the people. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Save yourself from this trajectory the world is on that we live in. Save yourself from this path of destruction that life will naturally take you. He pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. And God, I believe, pleads the same with us today. What did Jesus say? Many walk the broad road that leads to destruction and many find it, but few walk the narrow road that leads to life and salvation and only a few find it. God is offering it to you. Always oh, offering it to you. Save yourself from the corrupted generation. Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those of you who are brand new to this room today, those of you who have never stepped foot in this room ever, those of you who have been stepping foot in this room for decades, those of you who do not consider yourself Christian, those of you who think you're too Christian to need this kind of thing, especially you, your hand was on the whip, your hand was on the hammer, repent and renew in the name of Jesus Christ, when God cuts you to the heart. What will you do? It may be the most important question you ever answer in your life. That day, It says 3,000 people, 3,000 people received Peter's message and were baptized and added to the number of believers of the number of the new Israel that day. Many others scoffed said they've had too much wine. But there were some who were convicted in their hearts and responded to God that day. And forgiveness in the Holy Spirit was poured out. And that same promise is to you today gathered here today. I'm convinced there's some of you 
who are equally convicted and cut to the heart that you've spent a life running from God, distancing yourself from God, ignoring God, feeling too far from God, unable to be someone that God would ever love you. Tell yourself if you step foot in a church, the walls will come crumbling down. There are some of you here who in your own sense of extrinsic goodness have deluded yourself that you just don't need things like this anymore on a day like today, but I am convinced that there's some of you here today. You're hungering for forgiveness and you're hungering for the Holy Spirit. And we're going to invite you. We do invite you. I am inviting you to repent and be baptized or if you've been baptized to simply come to the water and renew. I feel like we read this stuff out of the Bible and so often we relegate it to a story of the day and old and forget, forget that it's living and breathing and a call to action today. The call to action is today. Stop waiting. Never put God on hold. If God is stirring, have the guts to act on it. I'm just going to step down here and I don't know how this is going to go. You might look at me, I might look at you. Okay. But if you're here and you're thirsting and you need them and you're craving forgiveness and recommitment and the Spirit, whether for the first time in your life or something that you've done, I don't know how many times or how long ago, just come. There's no judgment. There's no critique. Just accept God's invitation. Just repent. Renew. And then go boldly in the name of Jesus Christ who's poured out the Spirit of God and will pour it out on you. And in the assurance of forgiveness that He has won for you in His name. For those of you who are listening from afar, figure out a way, any way to make this happen. Whether it's falling on your knees at home and saying, dear God, just forgive me and throwing yourself on His mercy. Dear God, clean me, wash me. Reach out to me. Let's talk to you. Let me talk to you about helping you get baptized. Even if it means coming to your locale. I ain't seen South Africa yet. Oh, guys, hear me. Don't let distance get in the way. We'll figure it out. Near or far. I really believe this, that it's God's invitation right now, right now, this day.